Hey, I'm Mark Rhys Wilson and you are listening to Into This. Into This is the podcast I host and produce, and in it I interview people involved in the contemporary arts, usually in the city of Montreal in Canada, and I ask them about their life, about their careers, and about more things. So today I have the great opportunity to bring to you a conversation I had with Joanny Tremblay and Julie Cote from Projet Pange Gallery. Projet Pange is a really interesting project because um, it's a little bit of a mix between a commercial gallery, an artist-run center, and a DIY project. The way they describe it is as an artist-run gallery. And during the conversation, we talk about the differences between all those models and why they really like the model that they have. What else? We talk about how the gallery started, we talk about how they approach artists, how they approach collectors, and and how they manage their hectic lives. Both of them are moms, and uh, they have other jobs as well, and so yeah, they, they live a really fast life, but they seem to be really happy with it. So yeah, it was really fun talking to them. They're very positive and energetic people, which is really nice to see. I really enjoyed my conversation with Julie and Joanny, and I promised to them that I will have them over again because in this conversation we went, we tilted a little bit heavier towards uh, talking about how the gallery works and a little bit more in the economic side of it. So I, I promised to them that I will have them over to talk about only art. <laughs> And we will do that for sure. So I hope you enjoy this conversation and thanks for listening. Okay, so I'm Julie Cote <laughs> from Projet Pangé Team. Uh, no, this is really crappy. Um, let's start over. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Julie Cote from Projet Pangé and uh, thanks for having us. I co-direct the project with Joanie Tremblay. Yes, hi, I'm Joanne Tremblay from Projet Pangé as well, and uh, we're both co-director, and I'm also an artist as well, a painter. And uh, I did my MFA at Concordia, mm -hmm. and Julie has... I have a MLIS, Master in Library in Ship and Information Science. I actually did a, the archival stream and focused on how to preserve and conserve um, technological and time-based yeah. artworks okay. and te technological as well. Yeah. Are, are you yeah. both from Montreal? I am. She yeah. is. Born yeah. and raised, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm from yeah. the Côte now, actually. Okay. From uh, Bécomo. Yeah. Yeah, and moved here at 15, so. Right. Yeah. Cool. Artists in the family? Like, how do you start to get into, you know, thinking about being an artist or, like, being involved in arts? Like, how, how did that happen for you guys? Um, I've always loved art. i I mean, my dad is an architect and a wonderful, also, uh, sketch artist and uh, watercolors. Like, now that he's a little bit uh, older, it takes more times for himself. But he's really, he's really, it's funny because he's very uh, Cartesian. Like, he's very, um, anyways, beautiful style, but you see there, there's something rigid, like the architecture. Architect, yeah. And then... He looks at, at books of, you know, people who are using watercolor and it's so free. And he's like, wow, oh, are they doing this? Like, it's like he's trying to be more free, which is very sweet. Um, anyways, but he always encouraged me uh, to do art. And I also did half a bachelor degree at Concordia in studio arts back in the day. And I studied in film. 
and direction of photography. And uh, I went also back to doing some visual art and performance film. And and then I had the baby and started the gallery, basically. I mean, you've always been involved. Yeah, though. always been involved mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one foot in and out and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How about you? Um, I wasn't doing so much art when I was young, actually. Um, I mean, I was drawing and stuff, and I would uh, walk around a lot um, because we would, like, spend all summers and every single weekend in this cabin, um, basically by the ocean, that had no one around, like, no other kids. So, basically, we would just be outside all the time. Um, And then... I actually moved to Montreal at 15 and went to FACE High School. It's a, it's a fine art, art school because actually the one person I knew here was going there. So I started high school there and met a bunch of other friends at 15 that were artists already. And they really uh, tapped me into it. And then uh, I would travel a lot until I was 18. I basically was always on the road. So I would always kind of draw in sketchbooks and stuff and uh, traveling and basically, yeah, and went to graphic design, you know, to do a proper job. Mm. And uh, while in graphic design school, you have art classes that I really loved. And I decided while working um, that in um, graphic design that actually I should pursue an art degree to teach eventually. And um, and then I continued and really fall fall in love with it, and then decided to do a master's, etc. And the teaching became more making art, even if I really love to teach. Uh, teaching at university is just like the best. It's so wonderful. The students are amazing. It was so fun. What class would, did you teach? Um, so I taught a draw. I taught a drawing class in the digital media class, and I was also a TA under. Um, under teachers for FFAR, where you also teach a, a bit, like an hour and a half every week. And it was just wonderful. I really loved it. I love to con- to pursue that later on. Like now, like I don't have actually time, sadly, to do like the three of it, like to do the gallery, the studio and the teaching. But I really, really loved it. So, yeah. So that's how I kind of came about it. <laughs> wow, that's nice. Um, I'm very interested in, in your, the project that you direct, co-direct. I understand that this is an artist-run gallery, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would like to know what is the difference between the artist-run galleries and artist-run center or commercial galleries or DIY projects? Like, how do you place it in those right. in those terms? Mm-hmm. Well, we're definitely a, like a kind of a cross between um, commercial gallery a little bit, but more uh, like an artist-run center, mm. like we see in the states. Not like an artist center, uh-huh. like we have here yeah. in Montreal or in Quebec. Well, I think the if we explain the differences, basically uh, there's the commercial galleries that usually have mm-hmm. an artist roasters. So that means that they usually carry between like eight to like sometimes even 15 artists mm-hmm. and they give them show regularly. So they will stick to the people that they actually, to the artists that they actually invested their time and effort in. Uh, so um, that's more the commercial side. I'll say it's, it's best to do this co- uh, 
commercially because collectors would actually come back to you and uh, then you are really a part of this artist's career. Artist run centers were invented, um, I think, in the 70s in Canada, and we actually have a lot. Uh, and there, it was really needed because Canada didn't have an art market compared to, for example, Europe or the United States. So we needed actually artist run centers to uh, be able to show contemporary art, to show what was happening in Canada. And uh, But over time, of course, uh, it became very bureaucratical. And so now, um, now you need to prove Basically, they run on grants from the government, and you need to prove to the government that you're doing it well. So you need to have a committee. Uh, there's rules you need to follow. And for example, an artist, you're going to apply to an artist-run center, and then if you're granted a show, it's going to happen in a year or so. But then the call was like maybe a couple of months. So mm -hmm. it's like everything turns kind of in a year and a half, I would say. And uh, artist-run galleries, which is kind of a cross between the two, and that's more where uh, we think we fit, uh, are kind of um, basically, like the name says it, it's run by artists. Mm. Uh, so it is in the perspective of, of really presenting artworks that uh, are often not in a commercial manner, like are maybe sometimes more installative or et cetera. Like in a commercial gallery, you would have artworks that are like really well framed and this this like place so um, so it can be bought more easily. You can like more imagine it, like buying it. Uh, but artist-run centers and artist-run galleries, it's really more about uh, art that's kind of more emerging or like sometimes mm -hmm. installation or it doesn't need to be commercial at all. But artist-run galleries, the difference is that they still sell and they still need the sales to survive, but it's not their focus, mm -hmm. right? Like the main thing is that sale is not the focus. It's actually uh, doing something different and that we find more avant-garde, yeah. mm -hmm. but that's not the right term. Like, I don't know. Well, at experimental. the forefront. Yeah, experimental. Yeah. It would be good. Yeah. At the Breaking. forefront. At the say. forefront. Yeah, really yeah. like what's happening now. Yeah. Like in painting, who's trying to, yes. to say something new within the media. Mm -hmm. I think that's good. Yeah, forefront. Mm -hmm. Forefront of the media. Or mm -hmm. also the difference is because artists run galleries compared to artists run centers, we can like turn over... On the mm. 10 cent, you know, we yeah. can like just like find something that we find interesting, give it a show, give that person a show or that collective a show in like two months. So you you have that kind of quickness. Mm. I feel that then you're you can be more in the forefront because you can like just like turn over, you know, yeah. really quickly. You're more free. You're not tied to the government or to, you know, being commercial in order to survive and also being, you know, respective of of the rules you have, the relationship you have with your artist and the investment of time. And voila. so actually you are a lot freer. Uh -huh. Yeah, and the commercial galleries normally have commitments with artists to say, show their art every 18 months or every whatever. Exactly. Year, exactly. A year or a year and a half. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, I guess that's a really... That, and I mean, there's not a lot of exhibition per year, you know. Usually mm -hmm. exhibitions are like five weeks in the mm -hmm. gallery, and then you have a one-week turnover. So there's actually not that many per year. Mm -hmm. So uh, we personally find we're like, ah, could we divide the gallery in two to have more shows? Because yeah. <laughs> we feel like, oh, we want to show other people too, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. So if you have your roster, you're very limited. And then commercial galleries usually will have maybe in their summer show. They'll, like, actually present 
uh, artists are not on their roster. Uh, but we're actually free to present whoever we feel like, which is exciting. That yeah. feels nice. We might, yeah. uh, we might take our office storage room and empty it and have a second show in there soon. That's one of our... It is a very nice so space. so many artists that we want to show and we can't show them all. Even if we're, we have the, the flexibility to, to do thematic or, or group shows uh, because commercial galleries tend to do more solo shows within a year to get you know the, the space to, for, for their artists. But since we, again, have some freedom <laughs> there, you know, we can do differently, but still... Right. And how does it compare with the other projects that are, you know, more, right. say, for instance, Soon TW right. or Vidange or CK2, yeah. these projects that are independent? And, you know, like, how, how do you see those projects? Right. Like, how, what do you think of those? Well, we love them. Mm -hmm. We follow them. We follow them all for sure. There was also AC Repair Company in, in yeah. Toronto that we loved so much. It just closed because there were two ladies And one of them just uh, had a baby, like, surely. <laughs> but so they actually had to close. Uh, but, um, yeah, we follow them a lot. We love it a lot. I think we see ourselves part of it, but we have the chance to actually have a backer. And therefore, uh, our backer is the founder, is our founder, Pierre Laurent Boulet. And uh, we are, like, really lucky to have him. So therefore, I think maybe the difference is that we have a little bit of budget to actually... Mm -hmm be able to do art fairs and be able to do, um, I don't know, to have maybe a more assured longevity mm -hmm. and to actually maybe look forward in time um, that perhaps sometimes DIY places, because, you know, it's all usually their, like, their money that they put in and their time at some point, you know, it's hard to, like, pursue that for very many years because it's very taxing. Like like CK2, they were paying rent for a year, you know, themselves. And at some point, there's so much you can keep up with. And so I think because we have, we're lucky to have a wonderful founder, uh, we actually, yeah, can look ahead in like in a couple of years even, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we see ourselves really part of them, uh -huh. I think. Right? Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. But we that's where I, th I feel like we're, or kind of a cross makes because we are financed by um, by Pierre Laurent Boulet, who concentrates on secondary market and also developing um, projects of exhibitions and uh, beautiful publications of contemporary art, and so he has all of these projects. And then, uh, then we propose to start Projet Plongé and. You know, he decided to to back us in there and to give us a space in the Belgo, which is, I mean, this is huge. This is all, all you need yeah. versus we don't have to pay rent. And then uh, since last year, also when I had a baby, we started actually being able to also um, have, you know, some sort of compensation for also for Joanie, uh, for Joanie's time. So this is huge. We have one... I mean, amazing yeah. <laughs> artist curator with her in our team uh, mm. and a space. Yeah. Plus yeah. a small budget for, for the year that yeah. allows us to have artists coming from New York, from the other end of Canada, from so 
again, we, we are able to bring this diversity that we think is missing in Montreal. Yeah. But yeah. as you said, I think one of the most expensive things to have is the place, the location. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then once you have that, then probably everything else can get yeah. done Shipping with a small is budget. Shipping very expensive. Is it? So yeah. that, that's my next question. Like, what is the most expensive thing to in a show, for instance? Like, yeah. what do you spend the most money in? For us, it's really shipping, yeah. because yeah. we do everything, I think, really ourselves. Yeah. Like, we do, like, the design. We do everything, just the two of us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have, like, Cindy also, that uh, Cindy Phoenix works with us also, mm -hmm. because Julie, when she was in maternity leave, and we're trying to keep her. We would love to keep her more, but we don't have the budget, yeah. but we love her so much. When we do... <laughs> Yeah, we, we we you know we snatch her from her daily life this, for this special is, this projects. Is a, this is a promise, Cindy. <laughs> for sure, if we if we a promise to all Cindy. of the sudden make bunch of sales, we'd love to keep to keep our Cindy. Yeah. That's oh for yeah, sure. that's great. She's amazing. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but I think mostly the rent is the most expensive yeah. oh, like, sure. thing, and then after shipping, and mm. then. And salaries. And, and salaries. Yeah. yeah. Even if it's very it's very modest, but... Mm -hmm. um, also, our artsy account. We're very lucky. We have an artsy account. And, uh, you know, Montreal market is a little bit limited. Yeah. Sometimes, especially when you're showing artists that are not from Montreal. For some reason, uh, Quebecois really likes to, uh, I mean, to patron the artist from their city and from... You know their nation, which is which is great. Yeah. Um, but artsy really, I think, is helping us to 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 survive economically, and also to expand our our artists to international level. And clients yeah. lists are mostly from the international as well. Right. A lot in New York and the <coughs> states a lot. So, yeah. which is great. I mean. You have your artworks bought by New York collectors. That's always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so those contacts are normally made by artsy accounts or like for, by the internet. Like they go look at your website and then they contact you. That's how it normally happens. Or is more personal uh, relationships. It's a mix of, mix of both. Yes. So we did uh, we did material art fair mm -hmm. in Mexico last year, and we did Nada New York, uh, and also Papier. But uh, in both Nada and Material, we mm -hmm. met uh, a lot of people that keep on following us. So uh, so we actually contact them personally for every show if we think they would be interested. But they also follow us on. So the Artsy is kind of a platform that you put your exhibition. So there's like photos of the exhibition, of the installation and the work. So it's basically a little online gallery. And uh, people are interested in art and collectors. But also people sometimes just, you know, want to follow or um, want to know what's going on. They can go on that and actually see the show. So for us, it's great because people can see it online. But if they're interested in buying, then mm -hmm. they can Yeah, it's an amazing tool. I see it as our second gallery. Like most of the important museums are there as well. Like not everything is for sale on Artsy. I think it's the, really a great network mm -hmm. of quality. And and yeah, it's proven to be really good for us paired with <clears throat> paired with um, the art fairs that we did. Real Matt uh, had beautiful conversations with collectors from around the world and that's again 
so lucky and thanks to our founder to give us the chance to try and go and uh, yeah. It's really my project. Basically, yeah. we present and we're like, we really want to do material. Can we do it? Please, please, please. And we're like presented, like present him a mock-up of like of the boot. Bring? Like we do like a really nice Photoshop mm-hmm. with all the artworks and stuff. We're like, look, it's going to look so amazing. It's like, okay, good. Do it. <laughs> yeah. He's, he also, he, he goes to all of the, you know, all the air, biggest art fairs of the world mm. done, done many times. And he's very aware of the the art world, the, the market, the realities of it, and I think his input is also yeah. very, very important to the project. Yeah, so, that, that was my other question. So, Projet Panger, if I understand correctly, uh, it's it's a branch out of Galerie Panger. Exactly. Is that right? And so, uh, so you used to work for Galerie Panger, right? Yes, uh, I Julie? was uh, Margot Russ's assistant, uh-huh. and then when she left to start her own uh, project and art consultant um, company in in uh, LA. Um, I I, ke- I always kept working for and with Pierre Laurent, and then I took more and more space and started developing project uh, with him. Uh, I still do. That's I would say seventy percent of my job, even more, depending on the time of the year. Oh and, wow! And uh, and then. Uh, since we had still had the gallery, we had the space at the Belgo, and it was mostly became a storage space and my office. Um, a nice office I was breaking have. my heart to see it not being used. Mm. And uh, so I asked if we could start a project. But then again, since he already did, he already had the experience to do, you know, really professional commercial gallery. He's like, I don't want to redo this. I want yeah, to like do really amazing artists like Benoit Quin yeah. and such like do, you know. doing FIAC and you know and Toronto and all the important fairs and uh so he wanted to do something different that had flexibility, freedom that was different from what we normally see in Montreal. We wanted us to have an impact on the community to be spoken of. So, yes, we were given some sort of carte blanche, but at the same time, we had to do these fine exhibition of quality and uh, yeah, bring something new to the scene. Oh, that's great. I, I mean, that's like a dream. Yes, <laughs> Somebody totally. coming and saying, like, now here's some budget and just do your thing. Do your thing. It yeah. has to be good. It has to be impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the commercial aspect, you shouldn't worry about that. Yeah, because it should be first of all, it should be really good and impactful. That was basically exactly. What he told him. Us, he doesn't yeah. want us to become a commercial gallery and show commercial art. Yeah, I mean, he, he's like, been there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Exactly, it's like more go to the meaningful, go to the conversation, and uh, and, and I don't know. This is gonna sound kind of like dumb, but what does he get out of it? Hmm? <laughs> He gets to, I think he gets to be happy for us, proud of us. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. 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 But I told him when I finished my master's that I was, I would like to maybe start the space and that it was important for me. And he said, well, you know, we let's take it small, but, uh, you know, I would be interested in, in starting a project space. So, yeah. 
So did you do you have any experience before like running a, a, a space like that? I know that you were involved in the gallery, but just yourself like putting up like a project? Uh yes, even I curated Papier in 2013. I was at that time still practicing and Pierre Laurent asked me to show some drawings and he's like, "How about, you know, all ladies in their 30s?" and and I contacted Joanie because I thought our work also had something that was going well together. And then he also wanted to bring uh, one of his friends, an artist from Anna Palavi. She's from Paris, based in Paris, actually. So, And then we also asked Mariana Ardi, who was doing beautiful uh, illustration works, working with poets, and uh, and it was a really fun, uh, was fun experience. Fun. Yeah for me to do it from A to Z. But I used to be the assistant, so I did the price list. I did So I you did, did it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of practice for other exhibitions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the other thing, right? Like uh, you guys come from very specific backgrounds that when we say that this is not like a DIY project is because you have a little bit of funding, but at the same time, everything that happens in the gallery is done by you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, kind of like do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. It is in the sense, DIY in the sense that, yeah, we have a little bit of budget that actually, I think, give us the time to actually uh, do it ourselves, but mm -hmm. do it really well. Mm -hmm. Like we have the time actually to, we have like the hours of the week that we can work on it, you know? We don't need to have four jobs. So um even if we often have three. but <laughs> And I come from graphic design, actually worked in a, Uh, graphic design studio for many years so uh, I think and Julie like she's an archivist so like our archival are like wonderful <laughs> whenever we send to a client we like always like send them like beautiful archival folders and so I think we are like able to be DIY but kind of a high-hand DIY yeah. yes <laughs> yeah yeah no, hopefully sure. that's no, what no, we're no. trying hard to do like Very top quality DIY. It, it looks like <laughs> the, pro the project looks very, very neat and very professional, of course. Yeah. How is all the dynamics between being a mom, being an artist in your case, and like, you know, you're doing your other work at the gallery, yeah. plus the project, project uh, uh, I guess, project. And, you know, how, how, how do you guys manage all that? that? That sounds like a lot. Well, you know, we're very motivated. Mm. We love everything we do. I think I like every, like, sphere activities in my life and you know it's going from one to the other it's you know you got to be able to to do it and enjoy that kind of pressure for me it's it's uh yeah I think it's not a bad thing in my life to have to to be inventive mm -hmm. and uh yeah and I think for me too um it's just Wonderful work. It's a lot of work. Like, we work every day. Like, even the gallery was closed in August, but we almost worked every day. Like, even on vacation, mm -hmm. we're working. But I don't know. It's like, it's a, it's a sense of purpose. So, for me, both being an artist, painting, and also the gallery, they're both purpose in my life. And then and then having a family, et cetera. And I think, like, it's more, I love that it's not, it's unconventional hours, actually. I love that. It's not a nine-to-five. It's actually working all the time, but mixing things and making it, making your schedule work. And I think maybe because we're both moms, we're actually really good at organizing our time. <laughs> so we're very efficient. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah efficiency. Yeah. Because you have to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when you don't feel efficient, there are days where I'm a little bit off, and then I feel awful. Because I'm like, why? What? Why? My chain was not perfect. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that's a little sick, but yeah, <laughs> my, my OCD-ness is like oriented towards uh, planning. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, and also I feel that like, you're pretty equipped to take on these uh, challenges because, you know, a lot of people would say this is too hard, this is too too much time, this is way too much energy and stuff. But as you say, it's probably a calling, it's probably a... You know, it's your actual, you know, passion that yeah. mm-hmm. keeps you energized and motivated, right? That's really great to see. That's super nice. Yeah. Congrats on that. Thank right, you. Honestly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it kind of happened to us, eh? Yeah. And uh, and it's it's great. Yeah, it was really like, I mean, we started the project. I mean, we started working together. So basically, Julie asked Pierre Laurent to restart the project. She did one show and I came on the second show as a career. Like, we talked, she was actually asking me to have a, sh- uh, a show as an artist. Um, and then I was like, oh, I actually really want, it was a time where I really wanted to get more involved in the community. And I was like, oh, I really want to get more involved. Like, And then she was like, oh, perhaps you could curate a show. And so I curated the second show we had. And then it was so wonderful and we liked it so much that we continued working together. Mm-hmm. And then and then the project really evolved. Like, so yeah. we didn't start with In a fact. strategy, you know? We didn't start with like, no, is, this is going to be this year of programming and this is our strategy. It really started with one show after the other yeah. and just trying to be better every show. And then at some point, we had to sit down actually for the Canadian art um, article. Article. We Excellent. actually had to sit down and be like, oh, yeah, I guess we need a mission. Yeah. <laughs> so what's our vision? So what's our mission? Yeah. We know it. Let's try to put it in words. Yeah, it's and more like tr- it was more through the feeling mm-hmm. and more what we're actually excited in art. But mm-hmm. we didn't like sit down and like write a strategy. So at that point, we had to write a strategy. I think it's because we're so in tune with what we love, what we're into, that sometimes we don't even have to put words. We Mm. just, I see an image, I'll show it to Joanny or Joanny, show me an image, and I'm like, like in awe, like looking at each other, yes, that's it. There is something happening there. And we, we, we are really on the same chord there. So curating shows, uh, deciding on what artist is never, I think it's, ne- we're never, we never disagreed really. Yeah. And uh, we're always, it's funny, like even in the space, cause, because like, for example, uh, when there's many artists, we'll, we'll actually curate, like when we mm-hmm. actually curate an exhibition. So sometimes when they're solo uh, artists, we actually curate the artist, but then the artist comes in and really has a plan on how to display the artworks. But when there's, it depends of the artist. So some, a lot of the time we actually curate the exhibition or when there are many. And it's really funny because we'll be both in this space and we'll like move things around, move things around. And then, Whenever, like, it works, we're like, oh, yes. And we're both always agree. Yes, this should go yeah. there for sure. Like, even all the art fairs also. Like, yeah. we always, I don't know, there's, like, something that it hits Same and thing. it just feels right. And it always mm-hmm. feels right for the both of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we try thing, we try thing. And then, oh, I don't know about that, but let's try it. And it's like, you know what? Actually, 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Like it's so it's anyway, it's very it's very fun motivating mm-hmm. that it's happening this way. And yeah. I don't think any other person would have approached me and said, "Oh, I I would be uh, interested because doing it alone was impossible to have that quality. It would have been like maybe three or four shows per year that are longer. That was also a planning, something I was planning to do if I was doing it alone. But then since she wanted, like, Joanne wanted to join, I mean, I was totally enchanted. That is great. There, <laughs> there is something that is actually happening with the project that is uh, it's creating a style. Is it yeah. the Pange style? The Pange style. <laughs> oh, I'm almost flattered. Is that a good or bad thing? I think, I think it's a great <laughs> thing. It's a great thing. Of course. Uh, okay, okay. What is that? I mean, you know, like people actually ask you guys about that, right? Like, uh, yeah. ask you, like, what is this? What is that? Like, how do you, how do you, what do you answer to that? I don't. I think. I think it's probably our curation voice Mm -hmm. uh, by the artists we choose, by perhaps the way we display work, um, which often is maybe a bit more maximalist than minimalist. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think I'm thinking about great galleries that we love, like, for example, Don and Ross in New York or Mm -hmm. Canada, New York. Mm -hmm. They all have their voice, too. Like you see it, you're like, yes, this is totally a show that should be a Don and Ross, you Mm -hmm. know? And... I guess it's a curational voice, but there's like it's funny because yeah, we had we had a, actually a collector that we love a lot that supports actually many of our artists, so that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. That like came by and was asking me like, is there a name for this style? Like, because he really <laughs> loves many of our artists, and I don't think there is. I don't know. I don't think there is. I don't think there is. <laughs> and a, a, a young artist also asked me, you know, what do you show? I feel like there is no other place in Montreal for the artists that you show but they make so much sense and here together like what is that style LA style I'm like no like it's true that we did a lot of shows with more pop colors or not even pop colors playful like new colors very playful very fresh and refreshing to Montreal because it's true that sometimes there are palm trees like something exotic to it well Anyways, exotic for maybe for us in Montreal in the middle of winter to have a show that's colorful. But I wouldn't say that that's our trademark. I think our like our what makes Projet Pangé's, uh, what you were saying, style or well, I think, I think is it's actually a mix of our guts. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a part of, for sure, in our vision, our choice, there's an intellectual part mm-hmm. of why you know, a statement or an artist research touches you or you think it's interesting. But a lot of it for me has to also be uh, transcended individual in the products. In, but what is, what is your, you know, your theory? How does it manifest? And when these two are really good and powerful, that's, that's when, you know, I get that gut feeling mm. or that no, that mm-hmm. full-on recognition that is like yes, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's project Banjo <laughs> style. Like, yeah. Uh, in terms of funding, other than your uh, founder monetization of the project, do you access to any other kind of like grants or like any other applications for you know economical help? Mm, 
Uh, that's a good question. We're actually, uh, we actually got a really good grant for um, the Sunset Terrace for the, the Canadian Art Council. And that was very helpful for yeah. the visibility of the gallery, for the artists, for the experience. Uh, I mean, it was a great show, I think, to have in Montreal also. People, like visitors from Montreal, really loved it. They really got a sense of the scene and... Of what's happening. Basically, what's, the goal yeah. was to show what's happening <laughs> in the kind of more underground scene in art in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Like the young emerging artists. And they're mm-hmm. an artist-run gallery in themselves, yeah. but they're like way more DIY. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was amazing to have that grant to be able to actually bring a bunch of artists from Vancouver and some of them were in Berlin and Europe, et cetera, by now. And uh, actually, they helped us pay for shipping. We even were able to actually pay the curator a salary, um, a little you know, stipend for curation mm-hmm. uh, because of the grant. So it was very, very helpful. And bring them, like two of them, and Maya Baudry and Graham London, uh, actually had like enough funds to, we, we could fly them in and then, a, a bunch of other artists from the group, you know, took it on their own to be there and come and help transform the gallery with them. And it was amazing because we did some talks and, you know, they got to meet the community the community of artists from here. And uh, Yeah, I think that was a really good mix. We had a panel discussion <clears throat> yeah. and uh, they really transformed the gallery, they built walls, etc. So you could like really feel you're walking in into um, their community and their mind. And there was like really a mix happening between the community and I think the Montreal community. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a really good show. And it, it happened because of that grant, because... We were able to have the money, for example, to build walls. Like, walls are pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> walls are expensive. Yeah. yeah. The work. No, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, what kind of topics do you do you put in the table with uh, in these conferences and stuff? What kind of- uh, that was a panel discussion about actually um, DIY slash emerging uh, mm-hmm. spaces. New, new types of places. Or so we actually had... We actually had Jérôme from soon.tw that came. Like, we had, like, other... Raising uh, cattle. Raising cattle. Yes, you know, from... Uh, from Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's say we yeah that was cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we had other people and basically uh, talking about what what's happening, you know? What are those new spaces? What do we want? Can the, kind of have a conversation that's recorded, basically, and that's mm-hmm. in front of the public. Yeah. Yeah. How was that? It was great. It was yeah. great. And also L'Escalier was there. So many other different spaces that have different vocations. And then we realized that we were a lot, a lot more different than we we expected. Yeah. And just talking about oh, well, the, the vision, the voice, the, the some are more uh, community-oriented. Others are more really theoretical. Others, and exactly, and their structure and how they function and... It was really just interesting. and, and Yeah, like even for shipping, like for example, some <laughs> just like, and it's like raising cows, like it's in my, my truck, like you don't need insurance and you don't need to. <laughs> just get a truck and go over the border. Yeah, no and we're like, I, I, I don't want to be barred from the States. We're actually like really legit though. Everything we do is like super legit. Like our shipping's like created and declared yeah. and insured. You know, we're like very actually legit. Gross, gross. Yeah, no, that's yeah. exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to 
be barred from entering the States? I don't know. Thanks. <laughs> no, not for me. Yeah. No, thanks. Um, <laughs> But hey. When you, when you were talking about the interview with uh, Salem from Canadian Art, yeah. you mm -hmm. had to come up with a mission. What, was, what did you come up with? Well, it was such a, like, of a, like a good exercise. Yeah. It was basically we were talking, like we're talking to you right now. We're like, mm -hmm. okay, like... What are we? What are our goals? What do we believe in? What we're interested in? And that's when we saw that we place ourselves more as an artist-run gallery, and that's more. Uh, it fits more with our goals. Kind of also wanting to be part of the conversation, being part of the conversation, but also against the structure of power and trying to shake the structure of power. Mm -hmm. And for example, you're asking about grants, but like so, for example. Sadek doesn't consider yeah. us as a real gallery mm -hmm. um, because we don't like we and we have contracts with every artist we work for and we do uh, represent them in a way. But it's true that we don't have like this long term vision and engagement, not uh, not in the traditional way. Our long term vision is actually a growing relationship that grows naturally. So are we a conventional gallery? Are we not? And that's what they finance. And they want it to be clear as, you know, black and white that you are. And if yeah. you are not, well, I'm there's not like too bad little for checks you. that you need to, to yeah. put. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, like we do like meet up with our artists and like some of them like really... Like, all of them push them, but also some of them, like, really, like, push, for example, on, okay, like, you need to actually need to work on this type of canvas, like, to actually push up. And, like, we really actually work with them all year long, like, still mm -hmm. selling work for them and, like, still pushing them. And we send them, like, residencies places. We send mm -hmm. them, like, whenever I see something, we see something that would interest them. Like, we, like, really keep contact and really try to help them in their career. But that being said, we're not like, you're mine. Yeah. And you, you can't show it anybody <laughs> else here, mm -hmm. you know? And you'll have to give us 10%, 20% because we, you know. We found not, you. <laughs> it's not It's not that. It's not that. that I mean, it just sounds it. like with everything you're saying, it sounds like you are taking bits and pieces of all the models that exist to make your own. Yeah. Which yeah. it's yeah. super cool. Thank because, you. Because, but I understand that people... For instance, in the government, don't know what it is, which is yeah. like the most square bureaucratic. thing, bureaucratic thing <laughs> yeah. that you can face, which is really a shame because it's art, for God's sake. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, it's art. You mm -hmm. should actually give, like, you should understand it better. You I should mean, know you should, what's going on. Or you should and have we're not somebody. the only one doing that. But like, it's pretty, I mean, there's bunch of galleries in the states doing we, uh, that but we we and but we are in conversation with them and yeah. actually like we're gonna meet them in person very soon and you know i've been sending them articles on exactly different models on it. and yeah. also that the model the gallery the conventional gallery is evolving and changing so maybe you know maybe one day this sodec will open its mind and Mm -hmm. Art yeah. and mission, but for now, for now it is what it is. So we're gonna meet them and trying to convince them otherwise, maybe. Well, we're gonna show them how good we are exactly. and how well we're doing, and we're gonna convince them that way to change the rules. Well, I think it's just like a, it's a <laughs> dreamers. <laughs> no, it's a factor of, of being a pioneer. 
yeah. on things. Like mm-hmm. people will not understand it at the beginning. Yeah. And you know, like you gotta adapt. And I guess like it just takes a little longer with the government and yeah. with these institutions. Of course. Totally. Yeah. They're like they're they're structured, they have rules, they have, you know And for a reason, because they, they don't mission. of course like they're giving a lot of money, so they want to make sure you're using it well, for sure, which we would. Mm-hmm. We would use it so well. Yeah. And promote so those Quebec artists. Budgets. Oh, my God. We worked so hard. <laughs> like our, our artist, Claire, we brought her to Material, and now she has a gallery in L.A. Hey, we, oh, there, you, there go. you go. See, that's good promotion. That's it. Yeah. We yeah. should give us uh, <laughs> Actually, also, Joanie to yeah. Nada, and she got a, a, show, a in show in L.A. in New well. York. But a very interesting gallery and project. I mean, those are highlights for sure. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll make sure to include this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's good. Um, Another of the things that I was wondering is, uh, you know, with all these different models, there's different, like very different access for different artists, right? Say, like, I want to show my work in a DIY project or a commercial gallery or you or something else. Who fits where? That's my question. Like, who fits in a commercial gallery, for instance, as an artist, and who fits... I think uh, artists should be everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we're at an age... I I actually don't believe at all in... How could I say? It used to be that artists would think, okay, I need to find a gallery that's going to represent me, mm-hmm. and then I'm set, and that's it, and now I can just paint and do my thing, and I don't need to care about anything else. I'm sorry, honey, but that's over. Yeah. An artist manages its own career, and I think an artist should be everywhere. They should they should be represented by not one, but like three galleries, and they should work with artist-run galleries like us, yeah. and they should work with DIY projects, mm-hmm. and they should actually also make their own thing. You know, I think they should be everywhere and really take their career on their own shoulder, yeah. and that's, that's why we actually believe in collaboration with yeah. artists instead of, of, of being their mom. Yeah. You know, we're equals. Yeah. <laughs> I am your friend. Yeah, and also there's wonderful commercial galleries that do amazing work mm-hmm. and have a, a great collector base, and you should work with them too, but not with just one. You should have like three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they should be cities. open-minded <laughs> for you to be. Hey, I was invited with by this project or this gallery to do this art fair, like completely out of the territory. Please. Let them go. Let them, you know, let them experience other things. And also, they're going to meet new collectors. They're going to, it's just like everybody's beneficiating from the other's experience and also investments. Like Maybe that's why Pialarists are still seeing it like a more narrow vision because it's their time, their money. And yeah, I mean, it also makes sense. It's just different philosophies. And I think in the world we live now, like Joanie was saying, it's not enough. I think also we're meeting like the new generation of artists right now that is finishing their master's degree. They don't all want a single gallery. They're hoping, you know, to have interesting import opportunities in in uh, artist run, in governmental or not. And then maybe, yeah, exactly, a couple of different galleries in maybe one in Europe, one in Canada, one in the States. Have more shows. Imagine showing the same time, always the same place, at ah. a pace of a year and a half. God, I would die. I mean, that, that's a really good answer, I think, because it's true that more and more you realize of your possibilities 
with all the resources, which is, you know, like you can be in contact with somebody in the other side of the world like now and no problem. I mean, and you can not do business, but like do, you know, collaborations like that. Totally. Mm. Yeah. I mean, we are in a globalized era, Mm. so so might as well seize the opportunity, you know? Exactly. That's right. So we all know that the arts for a long time has been dominated by, you know, like white man and like all that stuff. In your experience, in your very own experience, forget about everything that we know. What are the minorities that you would like to like bring more into the game? Is that something that you think about or mm-hmm. is, is never like really a topic? Uh, I think for us, of course, the for us, really the art come always first. Yeah. Like we're not. Uh, seeking directly uh, minorities. But that being said, we actually love different voices. Mm-hmm. And it does happen to come from often other uh, people you were not uh, be hearing as much. So we actually do find ourselves working with a lot of women, mm-hmm. which are totally under underrepresented in the art world. Yeah. We work with a lot of women. We work uh, with uh, people of color, women of color, mm-hmm. and... Um, we actually find really interesting the discourse about diaspora, like Patrick Cruz talks about diaspora, Gita Turey-Wahja mm-hmm. also that we work with. So I think it's different visions that we're really looking for. And I think um, it's coming from those voices. Yeah, I, d- I think it it happens, <laughs> it happens naturally and um, without necessarily having... A, a social or political vision in our, you know, in our mission, or uh, I think that artists, it's part of artists' work, you know, to to be more or less uh, social, and also sometimes it just happens that we love their artwork. Mm-hmm. But I think we're just, like, too diverse in our taste. The, the art comes first, like you were saying, that it wouldn't happen that there's minorities or not. It's just, that's yeah. not a... Like it's but not that, a mandate to like yeah, say, it's okay. Not a mandate, it's not, but it's, a, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. it's not a direct mandate in like, it's not like a sentence in our mission. But that being said, um, we are seeking for it because we're seeking for different voices and mm-hmm. we want to give the stage to the to what we don't see, to the underrepresented. So it kind of comes with it that we do show a lot of women. We did show people of color. but um, And I would love to have even more diversity, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think, and we are very interested in places that actually seek it, seek it out directly. Like I follow a lot uh, Younger Than Beyonce Gallery in mm-hmm. Toronto that actually have that mandate. Mm-hmm. So it's not our mandate, which... Right? It's like such a good name. It's so, <laughs> good name. so you have to be under, like, I guess now 34, like, because now mm-hmm. she's like getting older, Beyonce. Exactly. I'm like, yes. Uh, so we, we do follow uh, great places like, like that, like you're going to Beyonce and then um, find artists there, you know? Um, so it's not a sentence in our mission, but it's kind of a personally, we are interested, interested. In, yeah. in this. Yeah is also artists have their own voices and their own uh, knowledge. And therefore, if you actually listen to the art, you are listening to this voice. And when we are interested by different voices, it happens to be 
you know, their art are going to be for sure mm-hmm. highlighted, I mm-hmm. think, in comparison to maybe things we already heard a lot, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like minimalist culture made by a white man, been there, you know, <laughs> done that. I don't think we would show this, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, like, for example, we have a show coming out of Anjali Rathod from New York and from Vanessa Brown from Vancouver, and she's a woman working still. Like, yeah. she's, like, in a shot with fire banging on still, like, in a man's world, you know? And we dig that. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. For instance, that— <laughs> work like, is that, so sharp. I just said, yeah. like— Art come first, but then like everything else that comes behind that, that's like really a strong another argument, right? Of course. And I think the art is infused by it. I think all the theory, the theoretical background and the ideas are are part of the artwork when it's a good artwork. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I was saying, like the theoretical and then how it manifests in the artworks. Infused, yeah, I was thinking. Makes one. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And I think also when you live with the work, I think there's something also different between seeing a show and seeing an artwork for, I don't know, you look at it 10 seconds if Mm -hmm. you're lucky. But, um, (laughs) and then living with it. Like, for example, me and Julie have the chance of actually living with their work for a month. And oh, oh my God, like they change. They have their Mm -hmm. own life in their own and you discover new things all the time in good artworks. And I yeah. think we—that's how we know if a show's good. At the end of the month, are we like sad to let it go? Yeah, you know. And, and some pieces like are growing on you. You know, like ah, oh, uh, this week, this what this piece is really like my piece, and then the next week, it's like oh no, it totally you know it, it changes changed to another one, and then yeah, things are growing on. I guess that's what makes collectors addicted. Yeah. To it. Oh, totally. Because if you live that's with like, a work, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it's that's the only reason why I would like to actually make money in life mm-hmm. is to actually buy art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Well, you're doing pretty well right now, like living with art, like five out of seven days a week. <laughs> exactly. In the gallery, yeah. So, like, oh, yeah. I'm pleased. Yeah. I'm pleased. Yeah. Yeah. I have to. It's good because you know we're about freedom, mm-hmm. so I can uh, let go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's good. Yeah, yeah it's good. good. I cannot really stop asking this question to all my guests. Okay. And it's uh, in whatever everybody does, like there's this feeling that we, I think we all love, which is like validation. Like like that whatever you're doing, it's, you know, uh, it has a purpose and it's actually accomplishing that purpose. Uh, what is that for Projet Pangé? What is, what is that purpose that you chase and that you, when you get it, you're super happy about I think like a, a good creation, a good response uh, from from the public and from collectors that we started working with are also satisfaction of like feeling that something is happening. Like that's that's actually one of my first for me. And then of course the impact that it has and seeing that impact and. Uh, when we push an artist in trying another medium or changing materials, and then we, at first we feel like we're a little bit like imposing or an imposter, and then they come back and they're they're really happy that we push them in a new direction. They're super inspired. Like you feel like you're making a difference somehow and having a positive impact. Like I think, like the least is that. For me. Mm-hmm. That's a really wow. great answer. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. 
always evolving also. Mm-hmm. Um, it's c- continuously evolving. Yeah, I think, first of all, of course, I think shows we're really proud of that we're like, yes, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I would walk into this space and be like, yes, you know, I like this. Mm. I'm feeling something. Um, working with artists that are amazing. We were working with, I don't know, we're always talking to artists. We're like, oh, my God, I don't Yay. know if they would like to show with us. And then they say yes, and you're like, yes. Yay. And uh, then you have a... Then you have a relationship with them, and they're amazing, and they enrich also your life. And and then it's also evolving now. I think, like, for me anyway, like, shaking a bit, kind of now, like, shaking a bit of structure. Like, how can we push, like, our project to actually shake the, the structures to yeah. be more open to um, projects like us and to be, I don't know, that how can we infuse more freedom? How can we infuse... Um, more women in that structure mm-hmm. of power, you know, how to kind of like play with that power a bit because the art world is a world of power and we're having a lot of fun in it. Like we actually, like a lot of people hate art fairs. We laugh the all time. We love it. We have so much fun. <laughs> we have so much fun. Oh, monsieur. <laughs> because, so. yeah, I think we can shake those structure of power and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, it's super interesting Yeah, because instead of like just bumping your head against the wall and the wall that like you manage to, you know, understand it first, as we were saying mm-hmm. before, understand yeah. the politics and, and how everything is it's, uh, managed and, and the powers, dynamics. Yeah. But at the same time, you navigate it yeah. with, like, a good attitude, you know, right. which is, like... I have to. I think yeah. we would be eaten alive. We're, we're way too, I mean, uh, joyful in life. And I, d- I don't think we could be, like, regular... Art dealers, mm-hmm. but we are becoming. It's funny because at some point it became more and more serious, and all of a sudden we had collectors. We had that visibility. We're like, this is really fun. We're making sales. We're becoming dealers, and I mean, I enjoy it. It's, it's so exciting. Also, like the the deal part for me, I love it. Oh, the one in Mexico. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. <laughs> that was so much fun. So this young collector. <laughs> Was in front of me, and he was trying to, and we were dealing the price. This and amazing painting of Clara Milbrat uh-huh. that's like the best, yes, just the best. And it's of two men, like our main character's name is Poor Gray, and he's an homosexual. So in Mexico, it was like already like a bit like, yeah. and um, and then like this guy just loved it so much, but he had like his friends were there and they had like a really strong res- performer she was there yeah and they had like a really strong response to the work and mm-hmm. what it meant and and Claire like we were like talking about like you know our vision and he just loved it so much and yeah you want to say like when you dealed it it was really funny and then yes and then we were like okay we're taking off I don't know 10%, 11%. And when I was calculating and showing him, like, the price. It was really then, life, like, and then we were 13, like, 14. We were, like, four <laughs> people. That we were, like, in a circle. Like, him and all of his friends, like, and me and Joanie. And, like, I was, like, the, you know, I was speaking for the team, let's say. And at some point, 
you know, the price was right. And he's like, yes. And I'm like, yay. And everybody was jumping in the booth. And he was And then we had so a shot happy. of Mezcal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody had a shot of Mezcal. He was like, he was so happy to go home with that painting. Wow. And he was like, I'm not gay. I just love it. I think it's fantastic. I've been to Zona Maco. I've been to everywhere. Nothing spoke to me. He's like, this is genius. And, you know, he was getting Claire's work. He was a straight guy. And he was leaving with the magnificent painting with yeah. a huge smile. And they were with his friends and saying, oh, you think he'll fit in the car? Oh, yeah. And, and I was, we were imagining them leaving, the five of them in the car with the painting, you know, <laughs> like kind of yeah. on the roof almost. It was, anyways. That's good to hear about Mexico. Oh, yeah. great we had so much fun in Mexico. It was the best. Yeah. Our oh, yeah. first art fair. Our also. first art fair ever. Yeah. That's my Which next is question good. is who, <laughs> yeah. who, who buys? Who do you have as a collector? Um, um, it's really a mixed bag. Yeah. But often I would say it's maybe uh, young professionals. That's yeah. like their first art like the first artwork they bought. Yeah. Or we have collectors that buy mm -hmm. a lot too. Yeah, there's a mix of It's really a mix. Also, uh, newly uh, corporative collections have started buying some of artists, this, which is great. Um, and, yeah, collectors from around the world, like from Germany, yeah. from, you know, from, from the States, from even Asia. I've got, like, also, like, uh, professors in universities sometimes. It's it's very diverse. That's good. And then yeah. sometimes also younger people want to pay in multiple installments, but it's their, you know, exactly, it's their first piece or, or yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. Well, there was, Messler was saying in one of his articles that, uh, I don't Joel remember. Messler. Uh, was it in the, in the New York Times? Or, anyways, it was just... Saying that in his view of the relationship, client, artist, and dealer, he was saying, "Well, the collectors are actually I want to I want to be friends with them, and my client is the artist." And I was I was I'm really feeling like that in general. I was like, ah, like somebody putting words in how I how I feel when I'm I'm dealing art most of the time. And, and do you enjoy? The uh, kind of like business. She's talk. actually really good at it. She's the one being good at it. <laughs> I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy it a lot. Uh, some experiences are fast, others are long. Uh, um, sometimes through artsy, we even get like commission piece. We just did one with Sarah Osborne, and it's beautiful piece. You'd even inspired to do like a new series, and you know sometimes, and the, the I mean the client really became friends to the process. And he was so respectful, so attentive, so, like, giving. So everybody was... It was, was I didn't feel like I was working, really. But we were all working. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Happy for Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Very happy totally. for Sarah. Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's great. You know what's funny is that it just makes me realize because we're talking about the gallery, it's actually like more of a business conversation, yeah. which we're actually, I'm not used to. We actually just talk about art usually. Right. Like yeah. we just talk about art or artery or like how to be perversive. I don't know, like 
you know, like we talk about more like ah, like shaking the actual yeah. like art, the work, yeah, yeah, or yeah. like the actual work, or if we ever like Theory. talk about like the business side, it'll be like how to like shake it and change it, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. yeah, it's funny. No, I, I, I mean, yeah. uh, I guess um, uh, personally, I'm trying yeah. to understand how things fall into yeah. different mm-hmm. how it places, functions, right? right? Exactly how it functions. So no, it's super good. I guess I'm yeah. just not used to talking about no. business. How does it, how did, how did it feel though? No, but it's because I don't really feel like a businesswoman. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think that I I'm really starting to feel it. Uh-huh. Maybe it's because also it's more my day to day. Because right now I'm not doing any art, and I'm working with Pierre Laurent, and that's even you know that's the real serious stuff. And and they're you know together the Pangi part is the adventure and yeah I mean I love it so much for sure but um, but you are involved I think in we're the... starting also well just having our practice and then there was also uh, Salen and um, the you know the interview for the Canadian art was like okay what are we doing what's our structure what's and yeah it falls into it always falls into business somehow and vision. That- no, I think at the end of the day, everybody kind of like needs to understand that we live in a system and there's like these things that we need to continue to do whatever we love. And yeah. unfortunately, in many ways, in, in many times, it's money. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so like you cannot really fall out of the system in that sense because otherwise then you cannot really continue. Right. To do this stuff. So I guess like to have this business sense is super important for projects like this. You know, even if it's either a DIY or a gallery like yours or like more commercial galleries, it's important to have it clear, the framework in which you are willing to work or mm-hmm. to like, you know, move. Yeah, that to be clear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And as it became more and more important, we started making art fairs, then we have to make budgets and mm-hmm. then we have to, you know. Respect our budget yeah. and see what's what's our possibilities and yeah, um, yeah. No, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I'm gonna have you again on then, and so that we can only talk about art. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't negative. It's no. just uh, it's just funny. No, no, no. <laughs> Which it's is good. good. Yeah, yeah. It's just like basically, it's also interesting because it is like I mean, we don't talk about business a lot, but we have like a very like specific vision like yeah. we actually like don't really need to talk about it because like we know what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do exactly like we're not willing to actually change our vision no. to get sudden grants like instead no. we're not so instead we're actually going to show them that they should fund us because yeah. we're doing really great work we had a great you know? great great <laughs> conversation about that we're like that's you know what we've been applying and applying and I've talked hours with them trying to make them understand. And I'm like, you know what? Either we change our vision and we bend or, you know, or they will bend in a couple of years to us. So we're, but, we're and, yeah. Yeah, but we decided not to mutate. You know, for, for me, it was not even like we're not doing this because we would be a commercial gallery to become a normal commercial gallery. And maybe, you know, yes. that program just isn't for us yet. Maybe they'll never change their mind. And I mean, I believe we'll in it. We'll see. We'll make them change. I, I mean, yeah. like, it, it has to, it has to evolve to that. It, it's, you know, like, it, it's funny because you say mutate and it's true. I mean, like, if you would change, it would be that. It would be like, sort of like not a natural way of no. things, you know? And if they evolve, yeah. 
to like the new ways, mm-hmm. that would be interesting. That would be better, I think. I think just too. because, oh, yeah, just yeah. because it's it's more accepting of the things that are happening. Yeah. Well, also we are in art. I think, I think the government bodies should be should have a listening here mm-hmm. and actually see what's going on. And yes, invest in in galleries and projects that are doing a good job. Yeah. But they should be listening to what's going on and have an open here, which actually the Conseil des Arts Canada the, does. Uh, the Canadian Art Council does. They actually mm-hmm. change their rules to actually be, they're really like in the know of what's going on. And you feel it in the, like, for example, we could apply for a grant. But um, so I think we're in the arts. Like, I don't think that, because right now it's so much money that SEDIC actually gives. It's like insane. Yeah. They like they give 50% of all fair. Like so much money that I think that now what's happening is that gallery actually base their model to satisfy SEDIC. So what's happening is that then you have a bunch of galleries that all do the same kind of background work to actually please SEDEC, which I believe it should be the other way around. We're in arts, you know? It makes you, well, it really makes you think, okay, was the SEDEC program based on the market that was, you know, which is an older model that is evolving now and they are not adapted? Or is like a lot of spaces that have opened and galleries that have opened are also basing their model on They're just doing like the others, and it fits the program, so you get a lot of your funding as well. It's it's hard to tell which is which is alimenting which, but I think it's time. It's slowly time to change. A quick last question. Yeah. yeah. How do you discover artists? What is your yeah. method? Well, you know, through blogs and through like Instagram and you know, other galleries and projects that we follow that we like from uh, the MFA uh, at Concordia or UCAM or, you know, what's happening in our city also, who's new, who's just by following what's happening, I think. Yeah, and also, so we actually, I mean, <laughs> I actually spend way too much time on Instagram looking at artists and, like, being like, ooh, this is so great. Oh, that new gallery that opened. Like, there's a new gallery, like... And I think it's Long Island. Anyway, it's like near New York, but then New York is called Miss. That's like really cool. There's like a bunch of like, you know, I'm like, oh, what's happening? I, like, actually, knowing what's happening takes a lot out of my day. <laughs> and then we actually ask artists as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We ask uh, our artists, is there anyone you really love? Like, yeah. like, do you think like who we should look at, you know? Yeah. Who's, um, who's being un- unspoken of and, you know? Yeah, what is what is going on? Where now? are yeah. the pearls there that yeah. we're unaware of? Maybe. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. A, that's a good way too, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I I guess the same as you are looking, they are also looking at everything. Yeah, yeah. Just to be, they're you know. living it also. Yeah. Well, like Joanie is also exactly. You know, she yeah. has a really good sense of everything that's happening in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good way. Yeah, It's well, really cool, right? you know, like we hear about cool shows like Tap. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> so great. So we go Thanks see it. He's doing this. Yeah, that was this a great show. This is what we're missing in this city. Yes, yeah. yes. It was, yeah. You know, interesting pop up, like new creation, like mm. uh, new voices mm. that are, you know, spontaneous and and doing it from the heart. Like mm. I really think, I think that it's missing. So thanks for doing that. No, 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 thank you. It's gonna be 
edit it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, come on. Um, no, I yeah. feel like I wanted just to add something. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Well, we also did the call for submission this year to make sure to make sure that um, we're not missing any mm-hmm, voices right. that uh, we perhaps should know about. And we actually received a lot of amazing application that we actually kept on file. So what we do is actually we have like a mm-hmm. like a little like text um, text file that like with all like website and all the artists we follow. And then whenever we're like sitting down, okay, like we need to like, for example, now we're thinking about material art fair. And we're like, okay, what do we want to show? What would look good together? And also like the artist needs to be in an interesting conversation between each other. So we look at all the artists we follow in that list and like, okay, like go back and look, did they do anything new recently? Like what's what's up? Um, mm-hmm. And then like also, I mean, the alg- algorithm of Instagram is pretty sweet because often you see the artists you like usually mm-hmm. maybe like artists are amazing that you don't know about. So, mm-hmm. but then you spend way too much time on Instagram. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> That is yeah. something that I learned from Goody Allen. They asked him, like, like, who, like, how do you find, like, how do you find, like, new artists that you like? And he's like, I look at the artists that my favorite artists look. Yeah, at. exactly. <laughs> there exactly. you go. You're like, ooh, I like which this guy. Like, is he following? Exactly. Which is an infinite yeah. ramification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a, then it, you it see, like, be. that artist, like, pop up, pop up on, like, I don't know, like, there's, like, four artists you love and they, like, are, like, friends with that artist because it's so good and you're like okay like I really need to sit down and understand his work mm-hmm. you know and then you get into it and mm-hmm. it just grows on you yeah, yeah. so cool. Instagram <laughs> is good is a good thing if you yeah. use it if you use it wisely <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise you, can you get lose lost. yourself in it yeah but yeah my fee is just galleries yeah. and artists it is necessary so, yeah, it's yeah. necessary yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah I want to thank you so much. Well, thank oh, you. No, thank Mark. you for having me. So much. It was yeah. super fun. Yes. Thanks. Really. Yeah. I learned a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah, That's good. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, thanks for coming. Very happy. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it again. Yeah, well, thank you for doing this this wonderful yeah. project as well. It's, oh. It's very good for this city. Yeah, you Implication. think? Totally. No. I think there's so many amazing artists and so many good galleries, like Parisian Antoine or just like. Mm-hmm. Love them, mm-hmm. but uh, there's not enough writers. Mm-hmm. No, we have a lack. They all live in Toronto for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So it's great to be able to actually talk about the art that's happening and not just what's in the museum. You know, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's a little bit of a point too. Yeah, to sort of like to bring out the interesting things that are happening in the city that not too many people are accessing because mm-hmm. it's not as easy to access. Right. And so, you know what? Yeah. We should interview you. Yeah, your own podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's character. Good. Let's wait a couple of years and then yeah. we'll see. And I'll we'll be yeah. like, so what's your structure? Exactly, <laughs> I might exactly, fall into yeah. talking about economics as well. I think it's a, a that's what I wanted to say when yeah. we're saying, oh, it's funny because we're talking a lot about business actually, but I think it's just like we have such a unique model, which is you know commercial and not and not philosophically but that yes at some point you're doing great collectors are interested they want to they want to buy they want to invest they want to so you don't have the choice to 
But we could say, no, sorry, we're not selling. Uh, go see the artist. But I mean. No, if you have the chance, you do it. Yeah. You got to take so. your opportunities for sure. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. And, we and also invest like, the money in the project exactly. for more shipping. I mean, if there is more. Yeah. I mean, it's like directly also if like, for example, if we actually do some sales, that means that in the spring we can have a show from an artist from like Vancouver exactly. and New York, you know? That's right. So if we don't make sales, then we can't because we don't have the money for the shipping. Mm-hmm. So it's like as like you know, basic as that sometimes. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, economics do- does come into it for, for No, that. but it's they a do. very unique uh, structure, the one, the one that you have. Next very unique one, model. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's, that's what I would say. I'm really actually excited to listen to an interview with Megan of Parisian. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. 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 That's coming up. That's yeah, coming up. yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I really respect her and Jenny. Like, yeah, I hope I see her. Ginny, I'm gonna interview her again because when I interviewed her, it was as a curator of Parisian Laundry, right. like director right. of Parisian Laundry. Yeah. Now I like to have her as an artist, yeah. like full on, like she's, she's so, so great. It's so she's amazing. Really yeah. She's she's a very powerful woman, and I think that's what I love about Megan too. I'm like, yes, like powerful women are making it, yeah. and yeah. just have like top quality yeah, you know yeah. like exhibition and they're really and, nice too yeah super nice people. yeah exactly yeah so. and yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be interesting like she talks about like how she started with the first project that she had and then that failed okay then, oh like, yeah all the, okay cool all the implications yeah, of that push gallery yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i remember that exactly. gallery San yeah and it's really interesting i didn't know all that and yeah again like i guess i don't know why but I, we always go to talk about like the economical issues about that and <laughs> a little bit of money and all that. Because but Because yeah, art, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's is. so, it, and it's, it's enormous. It's intrinsic like, in it's, it. It's yeah. start, like we have, you know, our art is very affordable. Yeah. Then mid-size gallery and then the money that is being, that's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It is a big motivation for, for like, it is a business. But it's funny. It's actually, I think, good in a sense that you talk about it because it is, funny enough, still a myth. Mm -hmm. Because I remember even as an artist and even, like, I'm sure a bunch of artists, even in the master program, nobody Mm -hmm. talks about it. Nobody wants to talk about money because it's, like, dirty. And (laughs) so as an artist, you feel like, for example, a gallery that takes 50%, like, oh, my God, like, they're taking so much money, like, out of artists, and what a ripoff. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, why 50%? Like, this is so insane. It's and so actually running a gallery, and, like, now that we're, like, behind the scene and that I know the other galleries, too, like, mm-hmm. nobody really makes money, you know? Like, everybody is, like, this, like, you really do it for the passion because basically usually everybody's pretty much in the red, you know? <laughs> Because actually, yeah, like there's so much like budget that's needed behind it it's such that a big we don't realize. Like really galleries do it. I mean, they really do it for passion because, yeah, like besides blue chip galleries, like nobody really makes that much money. No. At all, actually. I'm just I feel <laughs> that I'm just getting out of that phase of thinking that it's unfair. I'm just right? I'm just like. Starting to see the other side because with these conversations with Megan, for instance. And then she slowly explained. Oh, yeah. And it makes sense. <laughs> it oh, just, completely. I mean, yeah. at, at, the, end, at yeah. the end, it's like, I, I still think that it's an arbitrary number mm-hmm. because, I mean, there's no, 
like a real. Well, we like actually started at thirty seventy, and then moved to, and then we actually moved to forty because we would like, like at some point we even lost money in a sale because of the taxes and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. it just was not sustainable, and then like sixty forty is just also. Like your margin, because also the problem is that you give um, a discount and then like, and then we also like pay fees for like MasterCards and stuff. And like, and And then then your 40 becomes 25 and there's, the artist is still at 55, maybe even with a like 10% deal, which is just, I mean, even when you're not represented like fully at first, it was, that's where, oh, we're not really represented that we're presenting them 30%. But then we started really building relationships mm-hmm. and investing time and doing serious projects that would cost a lot of money. We're like, this is just not feasible. The time and our investments, like we have a small budget to run the project, but if we're doing, if you're entering that game and the art fairs... And we're not making profits. No, and we're you not... Know, it's not it. like we're making profits. Our profits are reinvested. Like we're just not yeah. in the red, but we're not... Well, we're still Which in the red. Which is already... This <laughs> <laughs> year, not so bad. Almost not. And like art fairs, I mean, like everybody talks about it. If you like read any articles, like how it's killing mid-sized galleries yeah. and small galleries. Yeah. And basically, it's just blue chip that are laughing. Um, but why are galleries doing it for the artists? Because... For the artists, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I actually did one as a gallerist and as an artist. And f- as an artist, it's like exposure. It's everybody that's important goes to fairs. Yeah. And I mean, like collectors, museums, like other like top galleries. And that's how you get shows in other places. So for the artists, it's wonderful. For the gallerists, it's a huge headache. And like, it's like so it's much true. money. It's like investing. Like, it's so crazy. And, like, I, the gallerists, I don't think nobody does it for the gallery. They really do it for the artists. Because the, at the end of the day, the gallerist, if he pays back his boot, is really happy. And the artist can have, like, a bunch of money and also exposure. Yeah. But you do it for your artists because we believe our artists are so good that everybody should exactly. see their art. Such a great heart. <laughs> like, yeah, we discovered them. We love them. Yeah. Yeah. Other people should see them. But it's, yeah, it's just exactly major exposure and chances, you know, to be exactly like seen by like a museum curator, seen by um, like corporative collections or important collections or even just, you know, art lovers mm-hmm. that will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is very, I don't know, telling. And I, I keep saying this of all these projects that are just spreading out in terms of like a by itself a movement of uh, resistance towards what is you know established kind of like yeah. system of museums or like these blue chips galleries and, and all that like that's like a little, little bit of a resistance of like changing the model like why yeah. don't we like shake it up yeah. you know well, because at the end of the day I was reading another article on this is full on like economics and uh, they were actually it was really interesting comparing uh, how the when the economy it's getting worse, uh, the top one percent gets richer, and when that happens, those uh, rich people buy art, buy more more art, but yeah. of who? Of like the super of the top, 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 top the, I know it's super bad. And in general, <laughs> hmm. the economics of the art world seems to be better, but 
for one person or two. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the artists in from the meter down, they just get destroyed. Nobody really well, buys like, anything from exactly. them. Exactly. Like many other markets. Exactly. Like the the yeah. art yeah. has to be protected by you know by having like a variety of classes that have money. Like if it's just one percent and you know people who are you know just making barely enough to put a little bit aside, like culture dies they don't have money to go to see opera they don't have money to go see a, a movie at the theater they don't have money to buy artwork like even if it's cheap it's it's a little too much yeah you can you know? go to rent so instead. i mean mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. but yeah these people will buy you know ai Weiwei, no problem exactly cool yeah. and i think so, so Good for, them. For, for instance like that's why i'm int- interested in asking who buys your your work because right. when you said young professionals and stuff that talks about a different movement people that are actually you know yeah sure mid mid class and up for sure mm-hmm. but that they are like being already able to like do this by themselves because you know like you think of a, a collector and you think of like an maybe older rich person that they just like to go around and like see what can buy mm-hmm. but if you say like this this is just a guy that just you know starting to make some money for himself or herself mm-hmm. and is like looking at art that's really cool yeah, yeah totally. That that's what that, we are trying to mm-hmm. encourage i think in montreal there's a big i mean we're really trying to get on this new market because there is just so many boomers and sometimes you know sadly they'll be a lot more happy to invest in a real pale print than you know in in a totally. beautiful piece by an important contemporary artist I don't blame them though because you know that's for a lot of people that's what art is. Yeah, and it's a right. value. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, with education, exactly education. That's it's, the other. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think it can it can happen here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, people from Montreal in general really open and want to participate in culture and are really being sensibilized, sensibilized mm-hmm. yeah. to like the value of owning. Uh, um, an original piece and making a difference yeah. uh, to a, a, a living artist, you know. We can yeah. talk for hours about that too. But I think people are yeah. starting to feel proud. Like I think that when I sell pieces to that type of young collectors, they're very interested in who is the artist and what they're doing and very yeah. happy that their money is actually going to them. Yeah, and also we um, we're encouraging a lot of studio visits with the artists, like yeah. a couple of like class ones. Like I really believe like that the the I mean we call it client a collector, but I see it really as an art lover. Yeah, um, that they right. should like really go to the studio and like talk to the artists and like yeah, they are like basically doing they're being a, a mesen and they're like basically mm-hmm. supporting this artist by buying like his work and they should visit their studio and get to know them. And I think it's really lovely. Anyway, all the studio visits so far often, like like the collector and the artist are both like super happy after and they tell me like, that was such a great experience. Yeah. And as an artist, you also want to talk about your work usually, like, because often you're, being an artist is a work of solitude. You're alone in your studio painting for like, 10 hours a day and basically I'm saying painting but because I'm a painter but of course like making any type of artworks and often it is in a solitude so you want to talk to the people that actually your work 
they engaged with the work. And we say collectors and it sounds like really money, but it's actually people that like engage with the work and like really fell in love with it. And you want, mm. like as an artist, you want to talk to them. So I feel, you anyway, know, I've been trying to like really send them in studios like recently. And I think because so far I feel like it's like a really enriching experience. You yeah. Know? And it's a very, as, as a general experience is something that you don't get to do all the time to see yeah. an art oh, yeah. studio which is really enriching you know yeah it, it's really cool and for an artist to receive people where they work it must be nice too. yeah if i could have people over in the lab to drink i would do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you know yeah, yeah. It is, it, it's really nice and i really enjoy doing those things That's one of the things that I enjoy the most, really. Like what I did with you guys, like going to visit the gallery and stuff. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Like, How many I times? I love studio yeah. visits. Me yeah. too. Yeah, this is this is like my <laughs> bait for like right. people to have me over. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this is my excuse to like invite myself to the to the studios or like you know galleries. That's no, funny. I really like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really enriching for sure. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. You want to tell the story? Uh, the story. You yeah, start? we were we were just thinking of maybe we could uh, have a story because we wanted to be the story about Pangé, and okay. we're like, what what's really funny? Maybe not funny. What's really us? And we're thinking that a part of us is you know uh, our first um, uh, experience of an art fair at Material Art Fair, where I mean the the, the trip started with us uh, carrying actually. Trevor Baird's beautiful pottery, but they're big and heavy because, you know, it's not shippable. We absolutely want to show them and it's too too expensive to ship. So it was a little bit also, it was very DIY in the sense that we So we all had a pot on the, like, in the airport? Like the baby and the pot. My my husband had the baby in one arm, the bag with the pot in, under his other arm. <laughs> I was carrying the stroller. She and Dan, like, Both have like two of them. Yeah, the two big pots and the plane, but like beautiful ceramics. So that was really fun. Really stressing. My husband was really stressing because we were doing like an exchange, uh, an exchange flight, and I had to cross the the U.S. borders. And us too. We were like, what if they're like, okay, everybody's passing with pots there. So we tried to like, you know, scatter around, not to be like identify as a group with potteries and. <laughs> Uh, so that was, but it worked. So we we're like, yes. So after that, we were all living in a communal space. We I found this beautiful Airbnb. It was an old apartment right next to the fair. So I had to come back and breastfeed every three hours, mm. or my husband would walk me to baby, and I would breastfeed actually in the like art storage room of all the galleries. So among all these beautiful pieces was like a couple of guards and a chair and me breastfeeding. <laughs> That was very secure. Well, that that's a very yeah, it's a very and safe among beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah very yes. safe in <laughs> beauty. And yeah, you so can keep we going. yeah we had so basically we were all living together like seven or eight people in this apartment. It was really fun, but um, like Patrick Cruz came down to to help us install, and then like like the husband were like making like basically this like island to like show the pottery. So we actually went to mm -hmm. Home Depot, and like I don't know, it was like everything was such an adventure, and then like. Uh, all the all the, as Ben and Patrick like we would be like making the the basically the kind of sculptural 
device while we were like installing work and like running around. And um, like Patrick at some point was painting the sculptural, like which is like made of foam. And, like, putting primer and, like, layers and layers. And it was like, I don't know what's happening. It's, like, sinking in. And then we realized it was, it was still actually... still purple. Like, yeah. very bright purple. And we're all looking at it, like, the five of us. And all of a sudden, someone looks at it, and it's like, it's clear primer. <laughs> it was just transparent. <laughs> so, so we yeah. had to actually, like, then we were, like, kind of late. So we had to, like, paint it on the spot, on the carpet. So we actually left a little bit of paint on the carpet, which we shouldn't really do. But it's okay because the director loved us so much. So yeah. basically, yeah, installing with all the commu- like the all the people, and uh, and it was such a blast. And then the director of the fair like really uh, started liking us, and would pass by all the time, We're, like doing miss call because one of the director has a miss call. Um, and this, like, company? company yeah, so he, he like, gave shop. us a bottle, and it was, like, really fun. You're our favorite booth. <laughs> I met so many nice people. Yeah. And also, uh, Darby Milbrat had uh, flew in a day uh, before as well to to do a morale painting for one of our uh, background wall. And uh, she was actually working because they were really late. They were late a day and a half. Sorry, material affair, you're great, but you were late. <laughs> so that's just part of the story. And a, a day and a half for starting the montage. So she was, they started with our boot and she was there with her headphones while the other, like, while the fair was being set up, she was already working. Build, like, walls being built around her. So wow. that was pretty fun. Yeah. Then we would get home. So it's, like, super long hours. Like, we'd have, like, wonderful day at the fair and having a lot of fun, meeting great people, and then arrive home at, like, 10 at night or whatever. And then... Um, Everybody else, like the Mikey, like all the husbands and friends and Patrick were drinking margaritas, getting drunk, and we would actually be in the little room, Julie breastfeeding and me on the computer writing emails to collectors with the baby until attached. midnight. Yeah. So that was our days. Just like in the room and being like, shh. <laughs> ah, like rolling our, uh, their, our st- eyes t- together. Like being like, ah. And just like sending PDFs like crazy to all the collectors we had met. And then... That is a, that is a great image though. Like everybody like going crazy outside in the in the fair and everything, and you with two guards and the art and baby. Yeah. yeah. That's oh yeah. <laughs> she did that in New York too. Yeah, but oh, they yeah, had so. nada with even like you know yeah. top top art, yeah. and I was very well guarded there as well. Like, <laughs> might have been like I think I was under surveillance as well. You know, it was a different game. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny because everybody got to know Bonnie. In both fairs, by the end of you know the fair, she was like the baby of the fair. There you go. <laughs> she was so cute. She yeah. loved people. She loved the guards. Well, it's very cute. First things first, right? Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> I'm getting hot. Yeah. Me too. I'm like. Thank you again. My back is awesome. Come it's back awesome. whenever you want. Thank Come you. Thanks, guys. Yeah. So that was my conversation with Julie and Joanny. Pretty, pretty thorough, I think. We went through a lot of things, and it was just a really, really nice session to me. I learned a lot, and I thank them for that. So this show was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Mark Joyce Wilson. It was mixed and mastered by Milton Matthew. The visual design was done by Victor Garibay. 
As you probably noticed, we also have a new theme song. And all the music of this podcast is original music, which I'm really psyched about. And it was all composed by Arcadio Lance, who is the newest addition to Into This Podcast. I hope you enjoy that. In the next episode, I will bring to you a conversation I had with artist and radio host, Katarina Pancera. So, to avoid missing that, please subscribe to this podcast in whatever app you use to listen to this podcast. So thanks so much again for staying till the end and I will talk to you soon. Cheers.